Today is April 13th, 2021, and our first story, the police chief in Brooklyn Center and the officer involved in the shooting of Dante Wright have both resigned as Black Lives Matter riots erupt in the city, in the area, and even across the country. Our next story is about the riots themselves, seeing two nights of rioting spreading across the country. It's time to start paying attention to what's going on. And our last story, the U.S. government, the FDA and the CDC have paused the Johnson and Johnson vaccine over a serious blood clotting side effect. That is now the second vaccine to have this effect because the AstraZeneca vaccine was already reported to have this as well. Some people are saying the fear is overhyped. It's only one in a million. Still, the federal government has warned states to suspend the vaccination. Before we get started, leave us a good review if you really like the show. Five stars and a good comment would really help. And if you really like the show, please share it with your friends to help support the work we are doing here. Now, let's get into that first story. The Minneapolis area continues its descent into absolute chaos as the police chief and the officer involved in the shooting of Dante Wright have both resigned. Now, chaos is not my opinion. It's a statement coming from the acting police chief who was only just told he's going to be in charge of the department. And he said, well, it's very chaotic right now. Earlier today, reporters were yelling at the police chief because they were asking him, do you even know what's going out, going on out there in the street? And he said, I was there on the front line at the protest, at the riot, and they snapped. Rabble, 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 they say. There was no riot. It was a protest. And the police chief says it was a riot. They were throwing bricks and stuff at us. One officer got hit in the head and had to be hospitalized. How is that not a riot? The other day on the IRL podcast, as we were exploring news about the phenomenon, I Google searched riot. And of course, the story did not come up. We have now seen two nights of widespread rioting and looting over the shooting of Dante Wright, even outside of Minneapolis, affecting the rest of the country. Yet Google pulled up mostly nothing. It was stories about the Capitol. Yet when you searched for peaceful protest, what did you get? That's right. You got the riots in Minnesota. Because these journalists are activists. They're not here to tell you the truth. They're going to downplay the fact that there were, there were multiple gunshots ringing out. I mean, I say multiple, I mean several dozen. Apparently, in the first night, Sunday, a police department had its windows shut up. Well, I'm not surprised to see these police officers are resigning. Activists and journalists are outraged. Why was this, this officer involved in the shooting allowed to resign? She should be fired. And the mayor seems to be going along with all of it. Activists are already yelling at the acting police chief who has very little idea what's really going on. And he's trying to say, we're going to work this out and figure out what to do. But they said, what's your plan? He said, I don't even have a plan. And here we are. In my opinion, I think it's time for these police to resign. You are being abused by the people who live here. And more importantly, if they don't want you and no one else has your back, why be a, a, a sacrifice for the outrage mob? Interestingly, there is a tweet from Sam Harris, a prominent anti-Trump figure and podcaster in response to Kyle Kashev. There was a question about these, these, these moderate liberal types saying you have to vote for Joe Biden to get things back to normal. And now here we are. It's just as bad as it's ever been. I don't want to say it's worse than it's ever been because summer has not yet arrived and it may get worse than it is now. But the violence is escalating. Biden has denounced the violence, but will he actually do anything that is yet to be seen? He's certainly not held up. He's certainly not come through on many of the promises he made. 
But I suppose to the far left, he's doing exactly what they expected. The far left routinely said last year, it is easier to overthrow a feeble old man than a fascist. They genuinely believed Trump was an authoritarian dictator and Joe Biden was their easy path to seizing power. And now that Joe Biden is in, here we go. The Chauvin trial is, is not even halfway done. OK, well, actually, maybe it is. But what I should say is it's just now entering the other the last two quarters. The defense has started their case, though it will be shorter than the prosecution's case. We are looking at only a few days, my friends, only a few more days of the defense stating their case and bringing in their witnesses. Then it's going to go to the jury for deliberations. We may actually see, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like we may actually get a verdict in the Chauvin case relatively soon, maybe by the beginning of next week. If it happens by the end of this week, I don't know. Wow. So apparently there's only three days in the, for the defense, which should be yesterday, today and tomorrow, or maybe today, tomorrow and the next day, which I don't think the jury will come back immediately. So maybe early next week, but you combine the potential Chauvin acquittal. What's happening with Dante Wright, this city is going to go up 10 times worse than it was last year. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the Chauvin case, but Jonathan Turley and many others have already pointed out the Dante Wright case is absolutely going to impact this trial. And it makes you wonder, the city paid a $27 million settlement to the Floyd family amid the trial while it was going on, tainting the jury. And now these riots, the deck is being stacked against Chauvin. Maybe the jury will just say, please leave us alone. He's guilty. Fine. I don't care. We'll see. Let's read the news to figure out what's going on with this police officer and this police chief who has who have resigned. And I want to show you statements from these Biden liberals now that they're refusing to take the L and admit they made a mistake at the very least. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to get access to exclusive members only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast and support my work on this show. The purge is real. They've been banning a lot of people, and it's possible we get banned at some point. So we're working on designing out the TimCast.com website. In the event I get banned, we will have more content here. But also, we're doing a lot of stuff. We're going to have some shows. We got a bunch of really amazing content with a bunch of people you probably know and like, and maybe some people you even don't like. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, help us do our jobs and stay afloat. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Let's read the first story. USA Today reports police chief and officer who fatally shot Dante Wright have both resigned, Brooklyn Center mayor says. There was also another city manager who was fired for saying there should be due process for this officer. Now, that's scary stuff. USA Today reports the police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright has resigned along with the police chief, the city's mayor announced. Kim Potter, a 48-year-old officer and a 26-year veteran of the department, submitted her letter of resignation Tuesday morning. Mayor Mike Elliott said in a press conference, he said the city did not ask her to resign. Police chief Tim Gannon also resigned Tuesday. Quote, we want to send the message to the community that we're taking this situation very seriously, Elliott said. The Minnesota Department of Public Safety Bureau, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension identified Potter as the officer who shot Wright 20 on Sunday during a traffic stop. Gannon on Monday said he believed Potter mistook her firearm for her taser when she shot right on Sunday and released body camera footage of the incident during which Potter shouted taser before firing. She actually shouted taser several times. Meanwhile, city manager Kurt Bagani was fired. Bagani Bagani said Monday the officer should be given due process after Mayor Mike Elliott said she should be fired. 
The city manager has control of the police department, but Elliott said the city council voted Monday to give the mayor's office command authority. Protests grew outside the Brooklyn Center police station Monday as hundreds gathered despite a 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew imposed by Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz. A massive law enforcement presence descended on the Minneapolis area, and about 1,000 Minnesota National Guard troops were expected to be activated by Monday night. Brooklyn Center is about 10 miles north of Minneapolis, where the trial of former officer Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd was in its third week of testimony. Wright's family hired civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who represents the Floyd family and many other families who have lost loved ones in police shootings, and co-counsel Jeff Storms. Crump and Storms will hold a news conference Tuesday and Wright and Floyd's families in Minneapolis with Wright and Floyd's families in Minneapolis. They say, here's what we know. They're going to mention the Obamas have made statements. And I'll tell you this. Kim Potter, welcome to being Chauvin number two. You were all given ample opportunity. You were warned. There's two perspectives here, and I think they both work out for both sides. Okay, maybe not everybody. One faction is saying, get rid of the police, period. I'm not exaggerating. Rashida Tlaib has outright said, get rid of all of it. Okay. Police, you heard you heard the left on the right. You are getting no support. Okay, okay, hold on. There are many conservatives standing up and defending these police. But the police are being used by these cities as sacrifices for the woke mob, for the outrage. Now, look, this shooting from this woman, Kim Potter, was wrong. It is not an accidental discharge. People said it was an accident. It was an accident. No, it wasn't. It was negligent. When you are a gun owner, if you're a cop or otherwise, what comes out of that gun is your responsibility, which means you need to be trained and you need to be aware of what you hold in your hand. She made a mistake. I understand that. I don't believe it's a murder charge, but I do believe she is responsible for this shooting. I do believe that this man, Dante Wright, should not have resisted. In fact, if he didn't, he could have actually been a, a he could have actually had standing to challenge unlawful gun control laws. But he did resist and it resulted in chaos. Many conservatives have defended Kim Potter, saying that she should not even be trying to claim it was it was an t- accidental tasing. Some have actually said when she was yelling taser, she was actually asking the other cops to do it. And when they didn't, she had to shoot him. He was on he was wanted on a gross misdemeanor gun charge and he was reaching in his vehicle or he was scuffling to get inside his vehicle. There's a reasonable argument the officer had to stop him. Now, I think this whole thing is just a mess. I think the officer is responsible for discharging her weapon. We'll see how this plays out. But I do believe she will be arrested. I believe she will likely face some kind of criminal charge. She may even get a murder charge. But let's stay focused on the task, on the story at hand. The police chief's resignation spells absolute chaos for this city. And as I stated, in my opinion, I think every single one of these cops should resign, not because I'm mad at them. They need to stand up and let these cities know this is what happens without us. Not every single cop is a bad person. There's bad laws, and there's a lot of cops who don't want to enforce enforce some of these laws, and some cops don't. And there are accidents. This is a story about a woman who was trying to detain a man wanted on a gun charge. I understand that, even if I don't agree with the law. He resisted arrest, jumped into his car, and she shot him. This is not a clear cut case where someone had a depraved mind and said, I wanted to hurt you. It was a chaotic scene. I feel bad for everyone involved, and I feel worse for the family that lost this 20 year old young man. But it's not like people are evil. It's just sometimes accidents happen. From this, they are, the, the journalists, I'll do air quotes for journalists, are screaming at the cops. 
I just wish for once the police would send a message. They don't want you here, officer. They don't want you here. And the rest of the city is sacrificing you so they can appease the violent mobs. At what point do you say, I'll give you exactly what you want. I'll be leaving now. I do it all the time. You know, I go to a restaurant, not nearly as serious. I go to a restaurant and if I wait longer than 10 minutes for someone to come and provide me with some assistance, I'm like sitting at a table. I'm like, dude, this is taking forever. I just get up and walk out. If they don't want me here, I ain't going to argue with them. I'm not going to complain or pull a Karen and say, how dare you not serve me? I say, all right, well, you know, if they don't want the business. I don't got the time to sit around and wait. Now, this police chief, he did it. Bravo. I applaud this man. It was the right move. Absolutely. He resigned. He resigned and said, you know, look, I'm out. Check this out. Fox News reports reporters scold Minnesota police chief for describing unrest after Dante Wright shooting as riot. Fox News, you called it unrest. Call it a riot. It was. Gunshots were ringing out. A cop got hit in the head and had to be hospitalized. I am not happy with violent agents of the state trying to seize the weapons of individuals who are practicing their, enjoying their Second Amendment rights. But I also understand you don't win these fights by resisting and getting into fights with cops. So I'm not happy about it. I'm not a big fan of police. I think police need to be reformed. But I also recognize a lot of these cops are in difficult positions. We need police. Most reasonable people understand that. But now we have seen that reason is out the window. Look at this. Reporters scolded Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon Monday for using the term riot to describe the violence that took place Sunday night. They say demonstrators outside the Brooklyn Center department grew violent. We understand this. However, Gannon appeared to trigger reporters at a press conference. Quote, what was your decision to issue a dispersal order while they were peacefully protesting in front of the police station? A reporter asked before noting that CO2 canisters and gas uh, were used to the crowd. Just so that everybody's clear, I was front and center at the protest at the riot. Don't do that. One reporter interjected. There was no riot. These people are psychopaths. These journalists, they're not journalists. They're psychopaths. This was a riot. They were shooting at people. It's insane. And this cop, Tim Gannon, you know what? He did the right thing. He said, All right, I'm out. Later, y'all. If the people of this community won't stand up, you know what you need to see? Every good, honest, reasonable person coming out of their house and screaming at these people, go home, stop. Good, regular people need to be showing up and linking arms and protecting the law enforcement from the violent mobs. Now, again, I don't know if that's actually a reasonable response. I'm just saying we need people to stand up and say, stop it. We understand the police need to be reformed, but this is insane. Instead, what do we get? The journalists defend the violent extremists. If every single cop in Brooklyn Center and in Minneapolis and the surrounding area said, we all resign, you would see the, the, the greatest reversal and, and, and policy change in the history of this country. Overnight, the state would probably turn 90% red. I'm being hyperbolic here. Regular people would be like, yay, the police, or I should say these, these, these like uninitiated, ignorant Democrat voters would be like, yay, the police are gone. They've all resigned. And then, you know, their city will descend into chaos and they'll be suffering and scared. But it's what they asked for. Now, I know I've heard from some people who say, but the police are there to protect the regular people who want the police to be there. And I'm like, dude, fine. The mayor is throwing you under the bus. 
half the people in this place apparently don't even want you there. And so you're going to, no, I'm sorry. At a certain point, you must decide, do you want to be the next Derek Chauvin sitting on trial with murder two charges because they asked you to go and do this? What y'all need to understand about these ongoing riots is that the more the riots escalate, the likelihood that these cops will find themselves in a Kim Potter or Derek Chauvin situation increase, become closer to one. Eventually, these cops who are so arrogant, they're like, it won't happen to me. I'm fine. I'm not like Derek Chauvin. We'll be walking down the street one day, whistling a tune, waving to the kids saying, I'm just here to help. And then someone pulls a gun and then someone threatens a kid and they say, I'm going to stop this person. And then all the cameras come out and then they're like, you violent, you know, murderous police officer. And then that cop who doesn't understand what's going on will find themselves in prison. That's where this is going. You had that cop in Atlanta. He was chasing after a guy who was sleeping and who was drunk driving. And the guy stole his weapon, gave the other cop a concussion, turned to fire the taser. So the cop defended himself. Yeah, he got arrested. He's pro- it's, it's politics. I can't believe there are police who are still w- willing to sit around and be like, meh, I'm fine here. Nothing bad will happen to me. Yeah, OK, maybe. Maybe that's fair. I don't think Kim Potter, 26 year veteran, thought she was going to find herself in the situation. I'll tell you this. If she had resigned when the when the, when the Floyd riots escalated and Minneapolis said we want to abolish our police department and it was clear that the politics of this place was getting insane, she would not be in this situation. And to be honest, Dante Wright would still be alive. So I'll put it this way. If the left wants you to resign and the right recognizes you're being disrespected, then why don't you stand up for yourself and say, OK, left, we'll give you exactly what you want. Win win for everybody. I'll tell you this. In 10 minutes, the people of these cities will be begging absolutely begging for the police back. There was no riot. Gannon doubled down. It was. The officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans of pop. They were being pelted with concrete blocks. And yes, we had our helmets on. We had other protection uh, protection and gear. But an officer was injured, hit in the head with a brick. So we had to make decisions. We had to disperse the crowd because we cannot allow our officers to be harmed. Well, this dude's out. Check this out. Brooklyn Center acting police chief says he learned about changes to the department in the past hour. It's very chaotic right now. We were just informed less than a half an hour or an hour ago about the whole change of status. There's just a lot of chaos going on right now. We're just trying to wrap our heads around the situation and try to create some calm. Try and create some calm, said Grunig, who has been with the department for 19 years. Elliot said Grunig has spent a lot of time in the community and knows the city well. You know what, man? I have no sympathy for these cops at this point. You know the left is coming for you. You know the government is selling you out. And there is no one standing up for you other than empty platitudes and some comments here or there. I'm sure there are regular people saying, thank you so much for what you're doing. I understand how hard it is. And I understand there are cops who are like, I can't leave them to to, to fend, fend, you know, fend. No, 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 no. I think you got to stand up for yourselves. I think you got to reject this because now we've got activists screaming at the new cops. I'm sick and tired of people like you. You can look away all you want. You can take the trash out, but it's, it has a way of recycling itself. You don't even know who these cops are. The, the chief resigned. This guy comes in. They're already screaming at him. Amazing. Brooklyn Center mayor on why Officer Kim Potter was allowed to resign instead of being fired. He said, we were going through our own process, but the officer resigned. So we have that resignation at the moment. The acting police chief, Tony Grinick, said, I don't have a plan. I was appointed the chief an hour ago. We want to do things that community members would like like to see us do. I get it. You live in a small town. You might know a lot of people who live there. It's amazing to me, though, that what's happening right now, 
people in these cities are so spoiled. We were talking about this on the IRL podcast the other day. You don't have to go to trial. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish a sentence. When they pulled over Dante Wright, everyone, you know, people have said, he, look, you, you, if, you, if you think you're in the right, you don't resist. And then you have to go to trial and plead your case. No, 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 no. You get to go to trial because there are countries where they would just beat you to death in the street or they would just arrest you and throw you in a concrete block and you never hear anything again. The founding fathers sacrificed blood and treasure for the right to a trial in this country. Some of the founding fathers, many of them, we don't remember the signers of the Declaration of Independence who had their homes burned to the ground or who were killed. One of the demands was a right to a fair trial. So when you have the police come, they're jamming you up. Well, you get to go to trial. That's where you fight this. However, in, in, in these instances, people resist. They shouldn't have done it. Now I see these cops and it's just it's absolutely insane to, insane to me what's going on with these people just willing to accept this. Let's uh, let's talk about where we go from here. Rashida Tlaib, it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government funded murder. No more policing, incarceration and militarization. It can't be reformed. OK, what do we do then? I'll tell you this. Rashida Tlaib is saying these cops should be should be booted. Why would the cops stick around when they're facing this onslaught with no defense? Where are the people coming out in their community and saying we reject Antifa and Black Lives Matter? They don't do it. Conservatives typically don't go out and protest. If they do, they get demonized. So I can understand why people probably don't want to. But too many people on the right are just saying, I don't know. I don't really want to be involved. Now, what do you think you get? When people like Rashida Tlaib, and I've defended her many times, I've complimented her on policies like when she voted against the omnibus spending package, but this is nuts. What do you think happens when you get a Joe Biden, when you get a Rashida Tlaib? They exacerbate the problem. Joe Biden's made the border worse. Now we see the violence reemerging around Black Lives Matter. He's not solving the problem. Maybe Trump couldn't have either, but at least Trump opposed it, was very vocal about it. I look to people like Sam Harris. Take a look at this. Kyle Kashev says, I distinctly remember being told that the social unrest, violence and wokeness would cool down if Biden won. And then he tweets to I believe this is, uh, Andrew Sullivan and Sam Harris. And now my respect to Sam Harris for responding. He said, I merely said it would be easier for sane and decent people to oppose as it surely is. There's no way to know how bad it would how bad it would be had the orange moron been reelected. I think it I think it would be worse, but I'm just guessing. Incredible. That's a fallacy. Why? We know what it was like under Donald Trump. We know that under Donald Trump, he, de- he deployed federal law enforcement to stop the violent riots and the escalation. But the protests that we saw, the Black Lives Matter riots, started under Barack Obama. To be as blind as someone like Sam Harris, who is either willfully ignorant or he's just trying, he's more concerned with appearance than principle. We know that under Barack Obama, the Black Lives Matter started. I covered the Ferguson riots and the Baltimore riots. That was not Donald Trump. Under Donald Trump, we saw similar riots escalated from the Obama era. I do not think it was Trump's fault. And I think Trump opposed it. That's about it. Some people certainly rallied to that cause because they didn't like Donald Trump. Now he says, we have no way, no idea, no way to know how bad it would be if the orange moron had been reelected. 
What do you mean? We went through four years of Trump and the riots. We know exactly what they were doing. He went on to say, maybe it would be worse. Maybe. But under Joe Biden, we had no guarantees. We go back to the policies of the Obama era. That's where it started. What who in their right mind would be like, it'll be better if we elect the guy who was, you know, second in command during the start of all of these riots. That's ignorant. It makes no sense. Now, I'm not going to pretend like Donald Trump was going to be the savior who would have stopped all of this because he didn't do that much either. But this idea that we must vote for Joe Biden so everything will calm down was psychotic, was insane, was stupid. If what we're seeing is any indication of a summer to come, I can tell you this under Donald Trump, it's going to be substantially worse. I'm sorry, under Joe Biden, it's going to be substantially worse. Freudian slip, maybe. No, no, no. I think under Joe Biden, it'll be substantially worse. Why? You look at the migrant crisis on the border. It is earlier than it's ever been. We have record breaking migrant, uh, unaccompanied migrants coming to the border, record breaking amounts of illegal immigrants. It's, it, it, is, it is substantially more than we saw at the peak during Donald Trump. It is a historic high. Now we can see it's only April and already riots have erupted across the country. I mean, the George Floyd stuff happened at the end of May. We're a month early, just like the migrant crisis, because these people lied to you. I look at people like Sam Harris. I get it. Smart fella, I suppose. Dave Rubin responded to Sam Harris and said, ha, Sam, yes, a few people are slightly standing up more and accomplishing pretty much nothing. But meanwhile, critical race theories back in institutions, equity policy is everywhere, insane spending, random war on the way. Also, Biden has dementia. Does that concern you? But hey, he is an orange. Calls Trump the orange moron. Yeah, well, Joe Biden's a moron as well. Come on. I don't think politics, the federal level has that much to do with what we're seeing. But I suppose I would have preferred someone who was harsh on the riots as opposed to someone who just complains about it and is passive, passive or deferential. Sam Harris, in my opinion, is the kind of guy who is more concerned with appearance, telling you, oh, you know, the people who are actually calling this out and standing on principle. Well, you know, these people, they're supporting Trump, so they're wrong. Sam Harris tells you that we should oppose the irrational, yet he is completely irrational about Donald Trump. And now here it is. The escalation is here. The chaos, the insanity, the absurdity. Chelsea Handler, why would any person of color ever comply with a police officer when there's a 50-50 shot of getting accidentally shot? There isn't a 50-50 shot, mind you. That's ridiculous. But you can see the rhetoric has not changed. Whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, the rhetoric has not changed. Now we see Rashida Tlaib. We see Cori Bush. When Philando Castile was murdered by police at a traffic stop, Minnesota invested 12 million in police training. Where was that training when they killed Dante Wright just 10 miles from where Derek Chauvin sits on trial for murdering George Floyd? Could it be that accidents happen? It could. But these people aren't going to tell you that. Dante Wright was wanted on a misdemeanor gun charge. I do not believe he should have been charged with having a gun because he has a Second Amendment right. But you understand the officer who stopped him, they knew what he was wanted for. They say possession of a pistol without a permit. It's a gross misdemeanor and fleeing an officer. They said, Dante, don't run. Don't do it. They knew he would flee or the potential to and the potential to have a weapon. Hence, a scuffle broke out and the man lost his life. I'm upset by it. But this is the reality with training or without training. These things will always happen. They will always happen. I guess the left is like, just ban all the guns. That'll stop it. It won't. Then someone will have a knife. Then someone will have a rock or a brick or a club or something. 
and the police will panic. Now they're saying maybe, maybe, maybe the police shouldn't be armed at all. Now I've tweeted this in the past. Yes, police officers like Kim Potter should lose her firearm. I don't think that's controversial. I certainly think conservatives, some of them viewed it that way because I tweeted something like, okay, maybe, maybe I should have been more clear. I tweeted something like it's time for police to lose their guns, something like that. And it was specifically in reference to a cop who pulled off something like this. Conservatives took it as to mean like I was saying no cops should be armed. Now, I've pointed out in the past, some cops shouldn't be like just in general, like meter maids or something or like traffic control in the middle of the street. Patrol officers should. But if you shoot someone in this situation, you shouldn't have a gun. It's just that simple. And it's funny because like my approach was very basically like, if you accidentally discharge your weapon or you're improper or you can't aim or whatever, you don't get to keep your gun. You still be a cop, though. Long story short, it's a tragic situation. A warrant was issued because he failed to appear at his hearing. It was a remote hearing. Maybe he thought he got away with it. Maybe Dante didn't realize they got his name and they knew who he was. They knew who he was. They probably stopped him, saw he had a permit. He ran, got away and said, I'm fine. But they knew him. So they issued a court appearance. He didn't appear for it because he didn't know about it. Maybe I'm just speculating. And then when they stopped him, he didn't know what was up. He didn't, he didn't realize he was going to get in trouble for anything. And there it goes. The police, in my opinion, need to stand up like they did in Portland. Check this out. Fox News reported December 23rd, Portland cops resigning at unprecedented level mid-career to take low-paying jobs elsewhere. Demonstrations have taken a toll on officers who have chosen to leave. A regrettable win for defund the police activists. Defund the police activists, the assistant chief says. But you got to stand up for yourself, for your, for your pride, for your honor, for, for, for what you believe in. Then we got this. Seattle police, quote, I refuse to work for the Socialist City Council, resigning SPD cops cite low morale, safety, and city leaders as reasoning for leaving. You got to do it. You got to stand up. And then we get this from John Turley. Brooklyn Center unrest adds more problems in trial of Derek Chauvin. This officer, Kim Potter, whether she realized it or not, her actions are going to result in a detriment for Derek Chauvin, because now the jury is going to be sitting there sweating bullets as people are burning things down all around them, 10 miles away. You'd think these jurors don't know about this. They do. The judge said he won't sequester them. So now they're hearing two nights of riots and a thousand National Guard deployed. And then you look them in the eye and say, do it. I dare you. They'll find out who you were afterwards, that you sided with the bigot. They're going to say guilty. I think if the jury chooses to rule on the merits, murder two is out the window. Murder three, maybe, possibly out the window. I think very likely out the window. Manslaughter is the coin toss. Based on what I've seen so far, I think even manslaughter is out the window. I absolutely do. And I've watched all of the, 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 the prosecution's case. And I've seen the medical, medical examiners not give me a definitive reason for how George Floyd died. Just some possibilities. Sorry, I got reasonable doubt all over the place. The defense has just started. They're only going to be up for a few days. So we may get a quick verdict. Who knows? It may happen beginning of next week. That would be better, I guess, because weekends you, you get riots to ignite. But these jurors are staring down the barrel of a figurative gun. If they say Chauvin is not guilty in any capacity, even only on one of the charges, there's also an assault charge for Chauvin. If they say in the, in the, on the charge of murder in the second degree, we find the defendant not guilty, that will be a quote, that will be the headline, and the jurors probably know this. And the activists will say, we're coming for you. And they will. And what's going to happen? Nothing. 
So the jurors have a very simple choice. If they want to hide, they're going to say guilty on all counts, which would be insane. If that happens, Chauvin would likely appeal an appeal, maybe at a, at a federal court or a higher court might actually win. But he might have to go. He might have to keep keep file, file, he'll, he'll be in prison, mind you. But he, I think he would eventually win an appeal. I'm shocked the judge refused to sequester the jury because now all this broke out and it proves why the defense was right. The cops, in my opinion, should resign. Send a message. Stand up for yourselves. I can't believe I watched when the George Floyd riots happened, when they burned down that police station, all those cops running out the back, just breaking in random directions. It's amazing. I'm not saying it was a good thing. I'm saying it was just like, wow, a sight to behold. These cops experiencing this. And many of them still think they're going to keep that job and they'll be fine. They will throw you under the bus. Give them the, the chance and they will do it. So good on the police chief. Resigning was the right move for two reasons. Because the activists demand it. Fine. Give them what they want. Be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. And he's standing up for himself and saying, fine, I'm gone. I'm out. You deal with it. I think it'll be bad tonight. We'll see. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. It's a live show. Come hang out and we'll see you all there at 8 p.m. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome to Joe Biden's America, where day two of the Dante Wright riots have just wrapped up and we are going to be heading into day three. My friends, the COVID lockdowns still exist in many of these blue states and cities. You still have idle hands and anger, and they're going to put their anger somewhere. Now, for those that aren't familiar, on Sunday, a young man named Dante Wright was pulled over. He was being arrested. He resisted, and an officer shot him. According to the police, they believe the officer was trying to go for her taser, and she didn't realize she drew her gun, and she shot him. One bullet. He died. It's a sad story. There's a lot to break down, but it's a tragedy. I think most people recognize, you know, this, this dude losing his life. Nobody likes to see that. But immediately on Sunday, we saw rioting erupt. What you need to understand about this is that it's preliminary. There was no organized effort. There were some people out protesting, you know, Derek Chauvin because that trial is still going on. But nobody created flyers saying Dante Wright protests. So Sunday, widespread looting and rioting. Did you think that it would just stop there? No. And do you think it will just stop with what we saw last night? Of course it won't. It's not been stopping. It's been going on for over a year, for years, actually. So yesterday we saw day two, Joe Biden's America, because this time it was across the country. When the news broke in Minneapolis, in the Minneapolis area, a lot of people in the area were already prepped and primed for some kind of unrest because of the Chauvin trial. In the rest of the country, news was slow. Organization was slow. Now, last night we saw New York, Portland, Washington, D.C., probably a bunch of other cities as well, all across the U.S. In Minneapolis, cops fired tear gas as looting breaks out after Dante Wright protesters defied 7 p.m. curfew. More demonstrations across the country. And my friends, it is going to get worse. Let me tell you something. I ain't even mad. I lived in Philadelphia and I lived in the Philadelphia suburbs. Most of you know this if you follow my content. And as the riots were escalating last year, you know, at first I thought, look, we're on the other side of the river. We're going to be fine. Right. And then one day I heard the helicopters and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, we're on the other side of the river. Like, so, so you got the Philly area, then you got the river and then you got Jersey. And I'm like, nah, like they're not going to come over here. They did only a few miles from where I lived. And I was like, wow, man, 
It's 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 not safe because the police will not protect you. When the rioters come out, the police protect institutions of government. They don't protect small businesses. The small businesses get ransacked and looted and set on fire. Apparently the other night, a dollar tree was set on fire. Gunshots ring out. I mean, this is insane. I can only imagine it's going to get worse because when you had the George Floyd riots last year, which were devastating, there was still a police department. I mean, I know there still is a police department technically, but following the George Floyd incident, guess what? They voted to abolish their police department. Many of these jurisdictions defunded their police. I think it was like 260 departments stripped funding away from their police departments. What do you think is going to happen now with the Dante Wright riots? The Chauvin trial is still on. This is going to compound. The Dante Wright stuff combined with Chauvin getting acquitted. Let me just stress one, one point. Then I want to show you how stupid local leaders are. And I want to show you the media manipulating the game here, manipulating the news. Americans being lied to. I get it, though. I get it. I just want to I'll tell you, man, Derek Chauvin charged with three counts. He's going to be acquitted of second degree murder. He did not intend to murder George Floyd. Now, you can argue third degree. He wanted to hurt the guy and it killed him or manslaughter. He was negligent. I'm not convinced. Regardless, I don't know what will happen, but I do know or I should say I do find it extremely likely he will be at least acquitted of one of the charges. And then the headline will say, Derek Chauvin acquitted in murder of George Floyd. And that's all they need to hear to go out. Light things up, baby. Now, let's talk about that media real quick. Last night on Timcast IRL, subscribe if you haven't already. We were talking about the riots. And, you know, normally what we do for these shows is we Google search information. Uh, not necessarily all the time, but, you know, we'll do a preliminary Google search among looking at a bunch of other direct news sources. And I noticed something interesting. I was like, let's see if there's more like more riots just outside of this Minneapolis one. So I did a Google search for the word riots. And you know what comes up? The top four posts, Capitol riots, January 6th, three months ago. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Do you know what comes up right now? If you Google search riots, here it is. Violent riots in Northern Ireland, the ghosts of Northern Ireland. Why Northern Ireland? This is a news section right now on Google for riots. Judge releases Trump appointee charged in Capitol riot. <laughs> The first four stories. And then live updates, Minnesota police riders clash. All right, all right, all right. To be fair, this one's at least the second hard search result. But the top stories they give you are Northern Ireland, Belfast. And so then Ian on the IRL pointed something out. I think, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Ian. It was a super chat. They said, you're supposed to search for peaceful protest, Tim. And I was like, no, that's a meme. But it's true. The media is overwhelmingly uh, calling the massive destruction, peaceful protest. Check this out. The top story. Biden calls for peaceful protest after shooting of Dante Wright. Operation Safety Net reports around 40 people arrested following Brooklyn Center protests. Protesters and police clash. Armed man at Civic Plaza, peaceful protest. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's right. Peaceful protests. My friends, I give you Mayor Mike Elliott in what may be the most glorious media coverage tweet of any politician I have ever seen. He says, earlier this evening, I had the opportunity to go talk to these peaceful protesters. I assured them we are working collaboratively with all involved agencies, and we'll get to the bottom of this. Our city is calm now. Thank you all who came out to peacefully protest and then went home. Oh, Mayor Mike, the peaceful protesters, they're just so awesome, aren't they? They're so peaceful that you literally wore a ballistic helmet to come out and talk to them. You duplicitous. 
eh, politician. We'll just call him what he is. My friends, I kid you not. In his own tweet where he says peaceful protest twice, he's wearing a ballistic helmet. I'm sorry. I've been to many peaceful protests. I can't recall ever needing a ballistic helmet. Is perhaps Mayor Mike concerned that as they're holding hands and marching down the street singing, they'll pass a construction site where someone will shoot a gun towards? He's not just wearing a regular old helmet like some of these people. He's wearing a ballistic helmet. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know what the rating for the helmet is, whatever. It might just be, you know, a standard police issue, whatever. I'd imagine it's designed to protect the head of police officers. And in this instance, the mayor. Isn't that funny? They spit in our faces. The media won't call it a riot. They call it a protest. The mayor says a peaceful protest as buildings are set on fire, as gunshots ring out. It's crazy, man. These videos. Wow. There's a video going viral. From, I, I, I think it's from uh, I can't remember who it's from. Sorry, guys. It's, it's, it's one of the riot squad you know, people we've had here. I can't remember um, uh, who, who was um, Julio Ro- Rosas, maybe. And uh, uh, maybe not. But you hear just 30 shots ringing out. I have some local journalists in the area who, who message me and tell me what's going on. And they're like, we just heard a volley of like 30 gunshots ring out just you know, to the west of this march or whatever. And I'm like, this is not a peaceful protest, man. But people are shooting guns. But you take a look at this. This guy comes out wearing a ballistic helmet. We got problems, my friends. The media lies. You know, I got some from some friends who are politically uninitiated. They vote Democrat. They vote for Joe Biden. They say this is Trump's America. This is Joe Biden's America right now. Not that I think it really matters all that much. But to be honest, Donald Trump was at least condemning all of this stuff, calling for tough action. To be fair, Joe Biden did as well. He condemned the violence. I can respect that. He deserves he deserves respect for saying no to the violence. I just think he's a bit too weak. We'll see how this plays out. And to be fair, Donald Trump didn't deploy the military to quell the insurrection either. So I'm not I'm not super concerned about the federal government at this point. I'm more concerned about the culture and the media and the big tech companies. And I have these friends who are Democrats who don't see this stuff. They only hear about peaceful protests. Why you are being Conned. You are being manipulated by scumbags like this. His mayor. Peaceful protest. Thank you so much. Let me put on my bulletproof vest and ballistic helmet. I don't know if he's wearing a bulletproof vest. You get my point, though. Okay. I want to read you about the riots, but I, I do got to point out one, a couple more things, too. It's from Fox News. Dante Wright shooting. Brooklyn Center city manager fired after call for due process for police officer. Effective immediately, our city manager has been relieved of his duties, Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott said. Due process? That's in the Constitution. Everybody gets due process. The Nazis got due process. People in in Guantanamo Bay get due process. So what are you talking about? This guy can't get due process. There it is. The Constitution is Swiss cheese. It is a flame. And I just see I just see decay across the board. This is this is constitutional and cultural decay. Violent roving bands of political extremists and terrorists are called protesters by the media. People then vote against their own interests because they don't pay attention. We get more of this. They fire anyone who dare oppose the political extremists. And, you know, I got to be honest. Where are the conservatives? Sorry. These these brave uh, men and women who stand up for the flag. Where are they? Okay, listen. I know some of them come out. 
There have been many people who have stood defiant and, re- and resisted Antifa and fought with them. There have been groups like the Proud Boys and things like that. I'm not a fan of the violence or the es- escalation. But there are some videos where when Black Lives Matter comes into these, these activists, these extremists, come into neighborhoods, regular guys chase them out. Where is it? No, people just hide. And a lot of people now are saying, you know, fund the police. The police should do something. Police protect me. Police ain't going to protect you. They can't. I'm not saying they're bad people. There are some things I dislike about the police for sure. and We need reform. But the cops are there. And when they see the city burning, do you know what the cops do? Well, they may corral. They may direct the riots. They may make arrests. These photos and videos exist. Of course, we know this happens. But when it comes to widespread extreme violence, they're going to surround the police department. They're going to protect government institutions. And they're going to tell you, I'm sorry, we saw it in New York. It's amazing. At the height of the George Floyd riots in New York City, I remember this one lefty dude, he was like, it was this lefty journalist guy posted that people were fighting each other and like had knives in his apartment building in New York. And he called the, the 911 and they were like, what do you want us to do? And he was like, help. And, she, and, the, and the lady was like, the city is under attack, sir. What would you have us do? Yeah, Nothing. Hey, but y'all voted for that. Take away your guns, right? So how about this? You want to live in a big city. You want to vote for these politicians when they come and burn down your neighborhood and you say, help, help police. And they're like, hey, we ain't got enough police to help you. What's that? Take care of it yourself. <laughs> you got any way to defend yourself? Too bad. Weapons are illegal. Knives are illegal for the most part in these places. What do you do? I guess you got a frying pan to protect yourself with. Good luck. That's why I get out of these places. It's tough. It is because, you know, I can say where the conservatives at. Well, they're in places out in the middle of nowhere, and they're going to defend their property and their community. They're not in these big cities. However, what I mean to say is, these, these look, these people on the, on the left, these ignorant, politically uh, uh, apathetic, nihilistic, and violent sometimes individuals are just watching the house burn down, and you're begging them to stop saying, well, I'm going to vote for this person. I don't know what to tell you, man. The cops ain't going to do anything. My point here ultimately is, Perhaps the best thing to do is walk away. You know, perhaps the best thing to do is make your voice heard. I'm talking to the cops because voting for it isn't going to work. I guess a lot of people leaving will only make things worse. But you look at California and it's two thirds Democrat. They ain't going to change. That state is crumbling. It's I mean, even even leftists in the media are like, is California a failed state? And then these people leave and they're moving to Idaho and they're moving to Wyoming and they're moving to Texas. It's a common. Those people are going to move, move into these areas. So I don't know. I really don't. But let me, let me, I should be reading about the riots, but let me show you one more thing in the media. This is front, the front page of Oregon Live. Last night, there were riots in Portland. What's the first story on Oregon Live? Downtown Portland parks at center of racial justice protests to undergo $150,000 restoration. Idaho, Blazers, Portland Blazers, Johnson & Johnson, Professor says, you know, anti-Semitic comments, smear campaign, horoscopes. Where's the riot news? They don't care. They don't care. It's a peaceful protest, so they will watch your city burn to the ground. You know what, man? Why do any of us care? Why does anyone pretend to care? I, like I said it, I ain't even mad. Let me, let me, let me put, put it this way. Let me clarify. I'm upset there are riots. I'm upset they're burning cities down. I'm upset innocent people are, are being hurt. I'm upset that the poor are having their, their wealth destroyed and displaced by extremists and terrorists. I'm upset that the terrorists are gaining power by doing this. When I look at these cities, I say two things. If you still live in Minneapolis, when I have said over and over again, leave, I'm not the only one. Jack Posobiec tweets, get out of the cities all the time. 
He said so. He tweeted something funny. He said, I'm going to make a book called Get Out of the Cities, where it's just every page saying get out of the cities. Yeah, he's right. I've been saying since last year, it might not be easy. In fact, it might be extremely difficult, but you need to find a way to get out because they're going to burn down your city and you're going to live in it. And you know what I said the other day is that some of these people, many people, they say, the risk I will face leaving this place is greater than the risk I will face with the rioters. That's right. Maybe true. Let's be fair. You got kids, you got a family. And you're thinking to yourself, if, if I just up and leave my house and try and sell it, I'm going to be broke. I'm going to have this, this, this mortgage debt because I'm not going to be able to get what my house is worth. Let's say, let's say you bought a $200,000 house. Now it's only worth one fifty because of the riots. You're going to be underwater and you're going to be like, I can't take that risk. It might be, you might be thinking, right now I'm safe in my home. Right. And one day your home will burn to the ground and you will say, if only I left when I had the chance. I was talking with Phil Labonte of All That Remains the other day on the IRL podcast. We did a bonus segment over at TimCast.com. You should check it out. And one of the things we talked about was what a civil war would, would be and what it lo- looks like. And he made a really good point. It would look more like Syria than anything. A lot of people are, are, are just too blind to see what's happening. And they assume that these riots that are sweeping across the country are going to be, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, they, they, they assume for one, nothing's really bad's happening. They'll blow over. And many people feel that like civil war is actually going to be two factions marching towards each other in the street. When Phil said it's me more like Syria, what was it, 24 factions all hating each other and fighting each other and the government? Just widespread, disparate factional violence. I think that's entirely possible. I don't know for sure. I'm just saying. But one thing I brought up was that, you know, so, so Phil has been calling for an Article 5 convention of states to amend the Constitution to allow for peaceful divorce, as some have called it, before civil war breaks out. The right of states to say, I will leave under these conditions. Right now, it's very difficult. And I was like, you know what's going to happen, man? There will never be, there's, there's not going to be an Article 5 convention of states. You need 34 states to, to, to start a convention and 38 to approve amendments. Uh, and it will override the federal government, basically. And I said, it won't happen until there is some kind of civil war. Civil war could be one Antifa faction in Portland firebombing a police station for a year. It could be another Antifa faction in Minneapolis attacking police departments. And they did in Brooklyn Center, apparently, or somewhere nearby. A police station was shot up on Sunday. They, 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 it was a drive-by and they fired into the police station. People aren't going to call for a convention until the war reaches their steps. The Republican legislatures aren't going to call for it. I believe 15 conservative states have called for it and five blue states have called for it. Uh, or I should say, there's been an effort by progressives to call a convention of states. So far, five have signed on and the conservative effort has 15. Less than half of what they need in the conservative end combined a little bit more than half. Maybe they can call a convention. When the gun when the gunfire reaches your home, that's when regular people who don't care are thrust into the fray and they say, what's happening? The media said it was a peaceful protest. Well, the media lied to you. They didn't tell you that gunshots were ringing out. How many shots were fired at the Capitol? A handful. And it was because a Capitol police officer killed Ashley Babbitt. Now, there's a lot wrong with what the people did at the Capitol. It's a riot. How many shots have been fired at these Black Lives Matter protests? Thousands? What about at the, the, the Chaz, where the security guards unloaded for like 10 minutes, hundreds of rounds into an SUV killing two teenagers? You want to call that an insurrection? But that was at night. I know a lot of people, a lot of people who voted for Biden, they don't know any of that happened because the media lies to them. So what do we do? We try. We try to inform. You take a look at what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse. 
and they'll scream all day and night about how he was nasty and evil. Now you've got Dante Wright. He was pulled over for a gun. Hey, man, I'm all about the 2A. Most people don't know. And so what's happening right now is you've got people like us who are watching the news and paying attention, and we're saying something must be done. Or we're saying, get out of the cities, protect yourself and your family, and be prepared for mass civil unrest. This year, I think, will be substantially worse than last year. Last year, the George Floyd riots ignited, and they were bad. Following that, we saw the police get defunded, or in some instances, partially abolished. Now we're going to have these same riots. Why? Because there are a lot of police in this country. There are a lot of people in this country. And sometimes people get shot and killed. Sometimes it's an accident. It will happen. There's no way it can't. It's not that cops are are an evil, malevolent force hunting people down. It's that cops have guns and get into interactions with criminals and criminals flee or fight. And then someone dies. In this instance, it was an accident. It'll get worse. Well, I'll go back to that point I was making about the Civil War stuff. You're in, you're in Minneapolis. You're in the Minneapolis area. You're in Minnesota. Now, some people I know, they're armed to the teeth and they're comfortable and confident and they want to be there. Some of them are, you know, former police. And so they, they believe they can protect, protect themselves. But I'll tell you what's going to happen. The riots will get worse. It's already come to residential neighborhoods in the suburbs. They're quite literally in the suburbs right now. And, they, and I remember last year, like, it won't come to the suburbs. And then one day you're going to be like, it's safer for me to be here than selling my house or up just up and leaving and risking everything. And then one day they'll be outside your home. Like we already saw on Sunday, they were in the suburbs outside people's homes, screaming and rioting and looting. And then they'll be at your door and you're going to say, what do I do now? (laughs) Nothing. It's too late. Hide in the basement, I guess. Hopefully you have some way to protect yourself from violent extremists who are going to break into your house. But they're already in the suburbs. They already have been to the suburbs. They've gone to the neighborhoods when they're in Chicago. In Portland, they've actually gone to regular people's homes. There was one incident where a guy was flying an American flag and Antifa went through a residential neighborhood, went to his house and threatened him and said, if you don't take this down, we'll burn your house down. That's right. So a lot of people are just like, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Not, Not me. And people like to say like, you're so scared of the Antifa, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I'm scared of just looters and rioters. I don't think most, I think most of these looters and rioters don't have any real political ideology. I think many Black Lives Matter people overlap with them. And I think some looters pretend to be Black Lives Matter. But I'm more worried about mass civil unrest because then people just say, time for me to take, you know, to come up and take what I want. So right now, here's what we're seeing. Chauvin trial still on. Concrete barriers are erected, National Guard deployed, national, uh, I'm sorry, uh, state of emergency declared, curfew enacted. The local politicians are saying, thank you for the peaceful protests while doing all of this. Isn't that incredible? That the mayor is going to be like, thank you for, for, for the peaceful protest, wearing a ballistic helmet. Think about how stupid you got to be to think that you are the one person who is going to be safe, just hiding in your basement. Your mayor has come out in Brooklyn Center and said peaceful protest in your face with spit flying while he's wearing a ballistic helmet. Think for two seconds. It's like you're on a, you're in a plane and the, the pilot walks up and, and is everybody doing all right? Thank you so much, everybody. I know it's a little, it's, there's some turbulence, but everything's okay. And as he's talking, he's putting on a parachute. He's strapping in. You got nothing to worry about. And then he pulls the door and he's like, everything's going to be okay. Jumps right out. That's what it feels like. Sooner or later, the riots will find, your way, uh, find their way to your town or city. Now, I-, I will be reasonable about this. Obviously, there's too many people and not enough rioters. I'm not saying that literally everyone will experience some rioter showing up at their house and threatening them. 
I'm saying that the likelihood it occurs to you is going greater and greater every single day. It has now been, what, a year of rioting? A year throughout this country. People said, oh, it was slowing down. No, that's just winter. Those of us who have been in the beat covering this stuff for, for 10 years, we know that winter just means it's cold and wet and people don't want to go outside. You're lucky you're in the rain, you're in the rainy uh, season now for some of these places because now it's warming up. People want to come out, but rain keeps them in. This summer, it's going to get brutal. Chauvin will be acquitted, in my opinion, at least on second degree murder. So that's what I mean. He may get convicted, but second degree murder, he may, he may get acquitted of and they will, they'll burn it to the ground. They're already prepped and primed for rioting. The lockdowns are still in place in these, in these, in these cities, in these states. The police are ill-equipped, abolished, or defunded. Here we go, baby. All right, well, I guess you get the point. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. We'll see how this plays out, and I'll see you all then. Major breaking news. The U.S. has called for a pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccines after rare clotting cases. The FDA and the CDC will stop using the vaccine at federal sites and urge states to do as well, to do so as well while they examine the safety issues. Now, most of you may know this is coming not that long after we've heard the AstraZeneca vaccine also has a rare side effect, blood clotting. The Guardian reports, what is the rare syndrome and how is it caused? I want to break this down for you, but there's a lot to go over in very quick context. The first thing I will say as we get into this, please. Do not take medical advice from people on TV or from people like me. I probably will get things wrong. And I implore you to make sure you're talking to your own doctor. We've got breaking news about this, but there's a couple things that need to be pointed out. The media, they're not doctors. The people on TV who are doctors, some of them don't even practice. Your doctor that you go to knows what's best for you. Now, Donald Trump has issued a statement slamming the FDA, saying essentially that they're jamming up what is a great vaccine with rare and limited side effects. This to me is very strange. We've seen many mainstream news sources be very anti-vax. Meanwhile, they're calling everyone else anti-vax. We've seen people like Dr. Fauci and these experts say that even if you get the vaccine, you still got to wear a mask, you still can't travel. To me, it's all very strange. The vaccine is supposed to be getting everyone back to normal. The commercials are saying, if you want to get back to normal, everyone go get your vaccine. Yet at the same time, we have these experts saying, don't do it. Now we have the FDA, the CDC saying two of these vaccines have rare side effects. As one journalist points out something interesting, Olivia Salon says, it is extraordinary how society tolerates the much larger risk of blood clots in women taking the contraceptive pill, but not the very small risk from COVID vaccines. I'm not going to tell you what or why. I don't know. I can just tell you this. There is going to be a pause on this. We've seen it in, in Europe as well. Check this out. We have from WebMD. It's from March 15th. Several countries suspend use of AstraZeneca vaccine. There's a lot of reasons this could be. And Donald Trump has issued a statement. We'll read through this. I'll give you the breaking news. It could just be that we rushed through this process. While Donald Trump received tons of praise for Operation Warp Speed, getting these vaccines rushed through. Well, maybe we needed more time. Maybe we needed, we needed more research on, on the effects and how this will, uh, how this will affect people or the side effects. Or it could be the media has just put too much pressure highlighting the very rare side effects. Apparently, it's slightly less than a one in one million chance you'll get these rare side effects. But they did pause this. And again, talk to your doctor because they'll know officially what's better. What, what apparently is happening is they're concerned of, of the side effects they've seen so far, they're serious and there may be more people. So it may actually get worse. 
I guess they're worried now if you've received these vaccines and you're feeling leg pains or headaches, you need to call your doctor. Don't again, don't take advice from me. Let me read you these stories, give you this breakdown, and then I'll read you the, the, the statements from Donald Trump. We'll talk about the politics of this. The New York Times is reporting federal health agencies on Tuesday called for an immediate pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson single-dose COVID vaccine after six recipients in the U.S. developed a rare disorder involving blood clots within about two weeks of vaccination. I'll pause. Some tweets are noting one of the individuals, I believe, was like 27 years old, a female with no prior health conditions or history of any illness, got the vaccine, got blood clots. Some people began asking, could it be more likely that it came from birth control pills? We don't know. So let's follow the advice so far. Listen, I know a lot of people are probably going to look at this and say, see, I told you so. I, I don't think this is a see, I told you so at all. It's hard to know what to do and when to do it. Science isn't always right. That's why I say it 50 billion times. Please talk to your doctor. I would be, a, I, I, like, I don't want to hear stories about people who like, turned on Dr. Fauci's advice and he said, don't wear a mask. And they didn't. And then he came back later saying, do it. You need to talk to your doctor. Let me read more. All six recipients were women between the ages of 18 and 48. One woman died and a second woman in Nebraska has been hospitalized in critical condition. Nearly 7 million people in the U.S. have received Johnson & Johnson shots so far, and roughly 9 million more doses have been shipped out to the states, according to the data from the CDC. Quote, we are recommending a pause in the use of this vaccine out of an abundance of caution. Dr. Peter Marks, director of the Food and Drug Administration Center for Biologic Biologics Evaluation and Research, and Dr. Anne Shuchat, principal deputy director of the CDC, in a joint statement, they said, right now, these adverse events appear to be extremely rare. Now, some people might be saying if it's extremely rare, why shut this down? There's politics involved, but it could be. These are the people that have been saying over and over again, if it saves one life, there's a challenge here. Vaccines have side effects. All medications do. You want to save one life. What, 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 what really ends up happening is they're like, without the vaccine, 100,000 people would die. With the vaccine, you know, 1,000 people would die. I, I'm, I'm not giving any hard numbers. I'm just saying. And they weigh that cost benefit. They say, or I should say risk analysis. While the move was framed as a recommendation to health practitioners in the states, the federal government is expected to pause administration of the vaccine at all federally run vaccination sites. Federal officials expect that state health officials will take that as a strong signal to do the same. Within two hours of the announcement, Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio, a Republican, advised all health providers in his state to temporarily stop giving the Johnson & Johnson shots. New York, Connecticut, Nebraska, and other states quickly followed suit. Scientists with the FDA and CDC will jointly examine possible links between the vaccine and the disorder and determine whether the FDA should continue to authorize use of the vaccine for all adults or limit the authorization. An emergency meeting of the CDC's outside advisory committee has been scheduled for Wednesday. The move could complicate the nation's vaccination efforts at a time when many states are confronting a surge in new cases and seeking to address vaccine hesitancy. Regulators, well, hold on, man. Come on, that's not fair. People are hesitant. And now the CDC is basically issuing a warning on another vaccine. We've already seen a warning on AstraZeneca. So if people are worried, I do think it's fair. Now, interestingly, I love this. I've had people say that I'm both anti-vax and shilling for vaccines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also left wing to right wing media and right wing to left wing media. It's really simple. I know I'm going to say it for the 50 billionth time. Just talk to your doctor. But the point I'm trying to make, I often tell people like I go to the doctor, he prescribes me medicine. I don't know what it is. I just trust my doctor. And I think people are in their right to research this 
and, and wanting and they're in their right to say, I would like to wait. I want to feel safe. Some people should have waited and didn't because it was already advised if you're pregnant, don't get this. Now, your doctor may tell you differently. We've seen reports in the media. I've had guests tell me their doctors have said you should not be getting this right now while you're, you know, your, your, your wife is pregnant, things like that, or the wife should not be getting it. So again, it's about what your doctor says to you. They're trying to address vaccine hesitancy, but now it's kind of, well, some people are going to feel justified. They say regulators in Europe and elsewhere are concerned about a similar issue with another coronavirus vaccine developed by AstraZeneca and Oxford University researchers. That concern has driven up some resistance to all vaccines, even though the AstraZeneca version has not been authorized for emergency use in the U.S. So that's an important distinction. The vast majority of the nation's vaccine supply comes from two manufacturers, Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna, which together delivered uh, deliver about more than 23 million doses a week of their two-shot vaccines. There have been no significant safety concerns about either of those vaccines. I will tell you this. I have many friends who have posted selfies of them getting the vaccines. Many of our guests, libertarian, conservatives, moderates, they've, they have come here. They have been vaccinated. Everybody, for the most part, I know, seems to have been okay. I do have one peripheral story where someone in my family said a family friend got sick and ended up in the ER, but that happens. It does. So look, I'm just saying, I, I think for the most part, it's probably okay. Um, but if they're, if they're saying Johnson and Johnson has serious issues, then I would, I, at this point, all right, well, there you go. Whatever doubts you may have had, maybe you didn't have any. There's some reason to be concerned, according to the CDC and the FDA. They say, while shipments of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine have been much more limited, the Biden administration has still been continuing uh, accounting on using hundreds of thousands of doses every week. In addition to requiring only a single dose, the vaccine is easier to ship and store than the other two, which must be stored at extremely low temperatures. Mark D. Levine, a New York City councilman, lamented on Twitter that the pause would be a huge setback for the city's vaccination program, which he said relies entirely on Johnson & Johnson to inoculate the homebound, reach small private doctor's offices, and supply mobile vaccination vans. NYC now has the biggest messaging challenge yet in vaccination, he wrote. We have to do everything possible to avoid a collapse in confidence in vaccination overall. I do agree with this. I'm not a fan of Levine and, and the strategies he's had since the beginning. I think many mistakes have been made, but we need people to, to have confidence. Listen, it's not just about whether you feel safe or don't. It's about whether or not we are going to put an end to bad policy. We're going to get back to work. We're going to get the economy back on track. And for the most part, things have been going well in Texas and Florida. In fact, Texas said one of the reasons for opening up is because they have access to the vaccine. So this is bad across the board. However, as you can see, it seems like it'll mostly negatively impact the blue states and cities where their lockdowns are much more strict. Jeffrey D. Zintz, the White House COVID-19 response coordinator, said Tuesday, the pause, quote, will not have a significant impact. The Biden administration's plans to deliver enough vaccine to be able to inoculate all 260 million adults in the U.S. by the end of May. Uh, with the Johnson & Johnson setback, federal officials expect there will only be enough to cover fewer than 230 million adults. That's probably fine. But a certain percentage of the population is expected to refuse shots, so, this, so the supply may cover all the demand. Mr. Zint said the administration will still reach every adult who wants to be vaccinated by the May 31st target. Federal officials are concerned that doctors may not be trained to look for the rare disorder if recipients of the vaccine develop symptoms of it. The federal health agency said Tuesday morning that the treatment of the specific type of blood clot is different from the treatment that might typically be administrated for blood clots. Usually an anticoagulant drug called heparin is used to treat blood clots in this setting. 
Administration of hairpin may be dangerous and alternative treatments may need to be given. In a news release, Johnson & Johnson said, we are aware that thromboembolic events, including those with thrombocytopenia, okay, thrombocytopenia, hope I got that one, have been reported with COVID-19 vaccines. At present, no clear casual, I'm sorry, no clear causal, causal relationship has been established between these rare events and the Johnson and the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. Janssen is the name of the Johnson & Johnson division that developed the vaccine. In the US alone, 300,000 to 600,000 people a year develop blood clots, according to the CDC. Okay, so we get that point. Let's jump over to the AstraZeneca story and talk about what's going on with this deadly thrombosis, because this is a different vaccine having similar effects. I'm curious as to how that is and why that is. They're not the same vaccine. They're different companies. Yet they're both, apparently we're seeing this very serious side effect. The Guardian reports evidence is growing of a link between the COVID-19 vaccine and a deadly thrombosis, and theories are emerging as to why. They say since rare but severe clotting was seen in some people following vaccination with AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine, researchers worldwide have been grappling to understand why the clotting syndrome known as thrombosis with thrombocytopenia, I'm sorry, thrombocytopenia, clotting with a low platelet count occurs. Most cases of these clots occurred in veins in the brain, a condition called cerebral venous sinus thrombosis or CVST. Though some occurred in other veins, including those to the abdomen, that is splanchnic vein, splanchnic vein thrombosis, it has a high death rate. Evidence is growing that the vaccine is causing this rare clotting syndrome. So what happens in those affected and more importantly, why? What do we know about the syndrome? The Guardian reports platelets are cells that usually help to stop bleeding by clumping together to form a blood clot. In AstraZeneca vaccine recipients affected by this rare clotting syndrome, the number of platelets drop. A unique immune system reaction occurs involving the remaining platelets in white blood, white blood cells. And it is this reaction that makes the blood more clumpy, leading to clotting. The condition is very similar to another relatively rare but serious clotting condition caused by the use of blood, a blood thinner called heparin. In both heparin use and administration of the AstraZeneca vaccine, the rare clotting disorder appears within two weeks, usually between day four and 20. In those affected after being given heparin, the immune system makes antibodies to a complex, a complex of heparin and a protein called platelet factor four, triggering this dangerous clotting. Those affected by the syndrome after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine also have the same complex with antibodies to platelet factor four in their plasma. Dr. Jose Perdomo, a senior researcher officer in the hematology research unit at the University of New South Wales, St. George and Sutherland Clinical School, said, we know what's happening, but the why is not known. He said much is still unknown about why heparin induced thrombocytopenia occurs. And that condition was first reported in the 60s. The exact mechanism causing the vaccine induced thrombosis with thrombocytopenia may never be known, he said. But there are some theories. One is that some people are already predisposed to this condition because of previous bacterial or viral infections. That's because infections can lead to the body can lead the body to produce what's called cell-free DNA, which is basically extracellular DNA from dying cells in the blood. Though cell-free DNA can also derive from normal cells. That DNA somehow behaves like a, like heparin. That like that that the molecule in this case DNA can form complexes with the protein called platelet factor 4, Perdomo said. That complex is the one that gives rise to antibodies, which sees the complex as an invading bacteria. Once that complex is there, you have all these reactions, including the activation of clotting, for example. Perdomo, Perdomo 
said one theory as to why the vaccine is triggering that antibody response against platelet factor four is that the AstraZeneca vaccine has DNA in it. So that DNA in some people can get into the circula- uh, circulation and trigger these same complexes, he said. But that is just speculation and hasn't been shown to be the case yet. The other theory is that there may be some people predisposed to developing inflammation from the vaccine. That inflammation will lead to the production of cell-free DNA and then the formation of the immune complex that leads to clotting. What we know is the final complex is the same. That is, antibodies are being produced against platelet factor four, and that complex is what activates platelets and other blood cells to form clots, Perdoma said. Other theories being investigated, they say the European Medicines Agency stated that all possible options should be taken into consideration, such as possible quality defects or impurities in the vaccine batches or matter introduced during administering of the vaccine. Perdomo, is it Perdomo or Perdoma? They give different spellings. Said there are some differences between the heparin-induced and vaccine-induced clotting conditions, and age seems to be one of them. Usually, the older you are, the more susceptible you are to heparin-induced thrombocytopenia, Perdomo said. With a vaccine-induced syndrome, it appears people aged under 50 are more likely to be affected. In one cohort study of, uh, of people who had this reaction after the vaccine, everyone affected except one person was under 50. Everyone else was age 49 and under. So in the case of the vaccine, it seems more likely younger people will have an overactive immune system. It's unusual because in all the other cases of this kind of thrombosis, it's the older population that's at higher risk. Now, there's some challenges here, my friend. Younger people are not at great risk for COVID, though they can't spread it. And it's very bad for old people. Hence the meme, you're killing grandma. I'll just put it this way. Talk to your doctor. All right. But I do want to point out something I find interesting. There was, I think, six point, you know, what was it like? Uh, uh, One in a million is basically the amount of people who have gotten this blood clotting disorder. And as that one reporter pointed out, there is serious blood clotting for women on birth control. According to this StopTheClot.org website, they say, for the average woman taking birth control pills, the absolute risk of a blood clot is very small. Only one in 1,000 women per year who are taking birth control pills will develop such a clot. For a woman with uh, thrombophilia, or a history of thrombosis, however, the risk is significantly higher. The new patches, yada, yada. Okay, so we get it. I, I think it's interesting that we're shutting this vaccine down. I really, I really, really do. I defer to the FDA and the CDC on this one. I know they're not perfect. I know they've gotten things wrong in some instances, but that's because we are not perfect people. We're all humans and pencils have erasers. So that's the best I can do. Now, I can also tell you this. Personally, I'm not running out the door to get the vaccine for a few reasons. For one, I'm younger. I'm not in the affected population, so I'm not stressed about it. I'm also not in a dense population center. I'm not stressed about it. And more importantly, I have food allergies. That's the number one issue for me. So I'm going to chill. And I guess things like this are good justification for why I'm I'm chilling. I'm not going to be going out to these big cities. I'm not going to be in high density areas. And I'm not old, so I'm not super worried. But I do understand transmission is serious. COVID is... You know, I I think people need to understand that while we're seeing Texas and Florida do well, uh, we're seeing some some red and blue states that there doesn't seem to be a very strong correlation necessarily between lockdowns and infection rates. I think it's important to say that we did take mitigating factors to slow the spread of COVID. I do think it would have been substantially worse if we did nothing. I do think that many of our politicians did things poorly and are panicking and some absolutely want power from this. However, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what we should or should do as a society. I have some opinions on the matter, but it is scary. I want everything to go back to normal. That could be wishful thinking. The vaccine was, was, was pushed out. And I'll tell you my thoughts on this, right? 
there was a period when the vaccine was being administered where, like when it came out a couple of months ago, where all of these stories popped up about these side effects. And it was coming from mainstream outlets. Meanwhile, you have these journalists calling people anti-vax for being scared about it. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. If CBS and CNN are going to be talking about these side effects and you're going to get insulted for being scared about it, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? I wonder if some of this has to do with Trump succeeded where he wasn't supposed to. They don't want Trump to get credit for it. Joe Biden said, you know, we're doing all this. And he didn't mention Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump has issued a statement about this. 45th president uh, making a bold statement. And the way Trump is framing it, it sounds like he thinks they're trying to take credit from him. He stated the Biden administration did a terrible disservice to people throughout the world by allowing the FDA and CDC to call a pause in the use of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. The results of this vaccine have been extraordinary, but now its reputation will be permanently challenged. The people who have already taken the vaccine will be up in arms. And perhaps all of this done for, was done for politics, or perhaps it's the FDA for FDA's love for Pfizer. The FDA, especially with longtime bureaucrats within, has, has to be controlled. They should not be able to do such damage for possibly political reasons, or maybe because their friends at Pfizer have suggested it. They'll do things like this to make themselves look important. Remember, it was the FDA working with Pfizer who announced the vaccine approval two days after the 2020 presidential election. They didn't like me very much because I pushed, the, I pushed them extremely hard. But if I didn't, you wouldn't have a vaccine for three to five years or maybe not at all. It takes them years to act. Do your testing, clean up the record and get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine back online quickly. The only way we defeat the China virus is with our great vaccines. Trump is certainly suggesting that they didn't want him to have credit for it. And there was this big story where they didn't. They said, we did this. And then, you know, we didn't get any funding from, from Warp Speed. And it turned out they had a guaranteed contract. I think the vaccines are amazing. I think it's wonderful technology. I think vaccines have side effects. I think in this instance, it appears to be very, very rare. I think for the most part, there are a lot of people who don't realize the doctor prescribes you stuff all the time. You don't know what it is. So maybe do your research and, 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 and think for yourself. But ultimately, I personally defer to my doctor. In this instance, I genuinely wonder if the media doesn't like the vaccine because it is a massive Trump victory. Fauci's been saying it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine, you got to wear a mask. And I'm like, you see, they're not interested. They're not fans of this. But look, I'm not a, I'm not big on conspiracies. I can just put it this way. The side effects are real. Uh, the CDC and the FDA are worried about them. So I defer to them. And ultimately, you should defer to your doctor for the 50 billionth time. We'll see how this plays out. I mean, I, I, I wish everyone the best. I wish everyone best health. Next story, uh, next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.